How we doing, everybody? We are back with the second episode of the Deep Shot Podcast. We've got Trey Lang on today to talk about the reaction of the college football playoff rankings. Man, was there some discussion there. You guys are not going to want to miss that. And then after that, Parker Mackey is going to join me and talk about the AFC playoff picture because who cares about the NFC? If you've been watching the NFL, you know it is nothing out there in the NFC. It's all about the AFC. We're going to get all into it. It is going to be a good show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let's get it. Coach Trey Lang, going to talk some college football playoff uh, scenarios, the rankings last night. I've got a lot of things to say. I know he's got a lot of things to say. Trey, how you doing? I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on here. No one better to talk about some college football than with Coach Trey. And let's just dive into it. Last night, uh, we're going to talk a lot about the week up week this week's matchups, some things we see could happen. But let's just start with what we saw last night. We're recording this on Wednesday. The playoff rankings came out Tuesday night. The top five stayed the same. Uh, Alabama one, Notre Dame two, Clemson three, Ohio State four, Notre Dame five, and then things started switching up. And all and I've I, you know, I've known. I think I've we've known for a while that this this committee it really doesn't have any sort of criteria, and they've proved that for a long time. You got to you think about. Um, back when Ohio State made it in over Clemson or over Penn State that year after Penn State won the Big Ten, had two losses, but won the Big Ten and beat Ohio State that year. And then they got clamored by uh, Clemson that year. I mean, they've, they've shown it before. They've Ohio State getting in after Baylor and TCU being ranked, even though they won national championship. I don't disagree with that, you know, but they've shown that the criteria changes uh, to whatever they, they kind of think. And last night didn't seem any different. Uh, the criteria was very odd. So last week, Florida was sitting at six. They lost to an unranked LSU team who has a losing record. I mean, just an abysmal team this year. Abysmal. They're te- terrible. Worst defending national championship team of all time. They bumped Florida down to seven. Okay. That's the first thing. They bumped them down one spot. One spot. Within that, they bumped Iowa State up to six. Iowa State didn't play this past week. COVID or whatever. I don't, I can't remember if it was COVID or maybe the Big 12 was like, we're not going to risk it. Uh, get them to the Big 12 championship, just like the ACC did with Notre Dame and Clemson. And then, but at the same time, Cincinnati, a group of five team who started out at seven, has gone down to nine. Within that, Georgia beat a top 25 team, didn't just beat them, demolished the top 25 team, according to the committee, beat, beat them by five touchdowns. They moved up one spot, so they're still behind Florida. When the committee head, he starts talking, um, well, we think Florida, you got to respect the win over uh, Georgia, which I'm okay. But then, and then they say, well, we think Florida's better than Cincinnati. But like, there, there's so many things that I, I have questions about. One, how, how do you put, how do you penalize one team for not playing, but then reward another team for not playing? How do you, how, do, how does anyone in this country, how does anyone in that room, these guys get, these guys, girls, get I don't know if they get paid but they're part of this organization to sit in a room every Saturday and watch college football and that's all they have to do that's all they have to do and they somehow come out and think and it's like what I just said they think Florida's better than Cincinnati and they respect the win over Georgia does anybody in this country think Iowa State is better than Florida or Georgia or Oklahoma or like a lot of teams behind them no Iowa State started this season with a loss 
to a group of five team in Louisiana Lafayette. Yes, they're ranked at 19, but I've got, I've got way too many questions. Trey, what are you, what were your thoughts on last night's rankings? Um, I think that Alabama is obviously a good number one. I think Notre Dame, you've got to put them at number two. Clemson, uh, I think Clemson could be two or three. Um, obviously, Ohio State, that is a, a little a little high ranked for me. Um, I mean, you got to keep them in the top ten, but it, it, it's just such a tough call. I uh, I haven't met anybody yet who thinks that Ohio State has earned it. I think I've met some people who would say that Ohio State is that caliber of a team. They've got mm-hmm. that caliber of a quarterback. They've got a, a college football playoff quarterback. You know, they've got a, a top pick. They're, they're a pretty good team. Where I start to get a little 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 shaky is uh you know Iowa State obviously and then UGA I think UGA should be ranked uh, above Florida. I know we lost the head to head, but um like you were saying earlier, that loss to LSU that's that's some pretty um that's some pretty tough stuff. I, I think LSU came out and played a fantastic game, but the game looked. It didn't look good, you know. And I, I know they're missing pits, right? They, they're missing pits the whole game. Yeah, they did. They did. They did play without pits. Yes. Okay. Now let's get to Georgia, because I'm a Georgia fan. Whoever's listening, you probably already know this, but I think that if you're gonna say, "Hey, let's look at the Clemson loss," um, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying that uh, you know JT Daniels is that caliber of quarterback yet. I mean, he could be, but I'm not saying that yet. But what I will say is. If you are not penalizing Clemson, then I think you should equally not penalize Georgia for not having their quarterback there. I think Georgia should be right there at that five or six spot with Texas A&M. Yeah. And I think Georgia like, and like Texas they say, A&M are probably like the same with the eye team. test. They're, and like, they like to say, well, with the eye test, yeah. we think Florida's better. Than well, if you're watching the eye test, did you not wa- have you not been watching all season? Georgia is extensionally better with JT Daniels as the quarterback than without him. I mean, just way better. Yeah. Do you really the, like people? I don't think, and yes, Florida play without Kyle Pitts, whatever, but I mean, you can't lose that game and only go back one spot. I don't think that's, there's never, you can't sit there and say, well, that Florida team that played last night or Saturday night, you know, maybe Kyle Pitts makes a difference, probably does. But even without Kyle Pitts, it's not like LSU was anything to buy that. I mean, they've lost to Mississippi State, who has two wins. They've lost, they got smoked by Auburn, who just fired their head coach. I mean, they, they're not a good team. You should be able – you're a top six team in the country. Yes, you don't have Kyle Pitts, but you still got all those playmakers on the outside. And you should – and Kyle Trask has three turnovers in a, in a home game. In a home game before the SC Championship, they just and, – and they don't – they're not disciplined. They're not – oh. you can't sit here and say that Florida at this point in, in you know, bias, whatever you want to say, Florida is not as good as Georgia – or, you know, maybe Oklahoma or anything right now. They're not. And I think that's another thing. You're penalizing – it's like you said, you're, you're penalizing, you know, Georgia for their losses, and even their losses are to two top ten teams to the committee's eyes. Iowa State's two losses, one of them's to a group of five team, the other one's to Oklahoma State. Florida's got a loss to an unranked team with a losing record and a loss to A&M. Where does the criteria come in? Like, is there any criteria? Is it just the eye test? Because if it's just the eye test, that doesn't make sense either. If it's just the wins and losses, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it just it, I'm not I'm not seeing any type of sense. And then you said something about Ohio State. Let's talk about that for a second. 
yes, Ohio State, realistically, they do not deserve to be where they are at. They don't deserve it. And people will say that they only have five wins. Big Ten changed what they were doing for them. They had those three other games. And some people, I've heard some people argue, well, you know, Ohio State is, they typically have that slip up game. Like they've had with Purdue in the, that, that one year and they had Iowa that one year, but they didn't have that last year with Justin Fields. They went undefeated with Justin Fields last year. And I would assume they were probably going to go eight and oh this year too. So the way I see about Ohio State being four as it may not be fair. I do think if you're if you're putting Ohio State up against AM or Iowa State or Florida or probably Georgia too, Ohio State's most likely going to win that game. So that's where I sit on with that. Yeah. I- like I said, if this is an eye test of how well the teams are playing right now, you've got to give Georgia some credit. You know, I mean, think about this. Think about if Georgia had lost the week before going into the SEC championship. Think about if we lost to Georgia Tech. Think if we lost to Missouri or who's a, another late SEC team that we would play um, in a normal non-COVID year. You know, like if, if, we, if the last game of our season, Kentucky – we lost before we're heading to the SEC championship, you would be like, okay, well, who else can we pick from? But no, this year when Georgia loses, it's like, you know, I, I personally, Gary, I think that the committee is tired of seeing Georgia near the top. They, for whatever reason, they're not a fan. They're not on board. They, they never were. Think about this. If BYU had beat Coastal Carolina, they'd, be having, they'd have BYU before Georgia. They would have um, – I mean, look, they've got Iowa State right now ahead of Georgia. But think about all the teams that – I know we're just talking about Georgia, and I feel bad because I came on here and all I've been talking about is the top eight. There are other teams, and there are other things to be talked about. But right now, I mean, this is just a big old slap in the face if you're if you're a Georgia fan. Yeah, it really it, is. It and is. It's just – It's a shame. And Ohio State is getting grandfathered in because of, you know, they, they, they played a – a great game last year. If they had finished out the season this year, who knows? They probably would have gone undefeated. You know, the Big Ten is is weak. It is weak. Yeah. Look at Penn State. Look at Michigan, Maryland, Illinois, Rutgers. Look at these programs. Northwestern is in the Big Ten championship. This is who's about to tell us if Ohio State is ready. This is their last game. And be like, hey, we're ready. We, we need something convincing. Yeah. Indiana's been the only thing, and they, they almost lost that game with the quarterback throwing under 50%, but still the quarterback threw for like 400 yards and like four touchdowns, but he threw for under like 50% of his passes. Yeah, you've got the games have to matter. You have to see more out of them, and you're, you're seeing nothing. I just think if you're looking at it right now, how well these teams are playing and who's going to give you the best games, I guarantee you with JT Daniels, Georgia would give Alabama a better – a better game this weekend. I bet Florida hot take, my first hot take of the podcast right here. Alabama beats Florida by 21 or more. Yeah, definitely. Oh, they're going to smack 42, 21. I mean, yeah. Dan Mullen has no chance against Nick, Nick Saban. Just none. I don't want to take away from LSU playing a fantastic game. Everyone can say what they want about Kyle Pitts, but if you can say that much about a wide receiver, think about how much you could say about a whole quarterback position exactly it's, it's just you got your head coach and you got your quarterback and you got your your owner if you're in the nfl <laughs> you know those are the three most important guys 
You're right. But we're talking but college I, football. So. I guess the, well, the way I see it, though, is that this weekend it's most likely, and we're about to get into the matchups, but it's most likely going to work itself out because I think the four teams that are sitting in there right now are going to be the four teams that are going to be called up on Sunday to go play in Pasadena and in New Orleans. Let's let's get into that now. We just talked about it. Alabama and Florida are playing SC Championship. Alabama is most likely going to wax. I don't know what the Kyle Pitts situation is. I don't know why he didn't play. I know he was hurt after the Georgia game, but I know he came back against Kentucky like two weeks ago, and then I can't remember if Florida played last week or not. But I would assume they're going to do everything they can to get him on the field, even if he even if even if Florida scores thirty five points. Alabama's going to score at least 50. You know what I mean? Like, Alabama – Florida's defense is bad. It's not good. Georgia with Stetson Bennett and Juan Mathis put up 28. LSU put up 37 on them in their own stadium. They're not a good team defensively. Alabama's got probably the most dangerous offense with a Heisman candidate and quarterback and at the wide receiver position and one at the running back position that just doesn't get enough love, in my opinion. I think Alabama's going to just toss them around like a like a sock monkey. Like it's It's going to be – it's going to be a whooping out there in Atlanta. What do they call it? Um, Tuscaloosa, Tuscalana or something? Yeah. You know, Nick Saban just wins in Atlanta. Whenever um, Georgia played him in the national championship, whenever Georgia plays him in the SEC championship, you just always know that the, the, the kind of history that Tuscaloosa and Atlanta have. And, uh, you know, Georgia, you know, Athens, it's got some, some, some good memories in Atlanta, but it's just Nick Saban – wins in Atlanta. It's a fact. I think he's going to expose the Gators. I think this weekend, another hot take with my 21-point spread on the Alabama-Florida game, Kyle Trask gets exposed. And Mac Jones just – he starts to stride. Right before yeah. he really needs to stride in the playoff, he's going to stride in this game. Shout out Najee Harris. He doesn't get enough love. If y'all remember that run against South Carolina last year, that's one of the greatest college football. Yeah, that is. That's one. I've I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember watching that. That was one of the most. That was like a Heisman type moment, like one of the greatest football plays mm-hmm. I've ever seen. All right. And then yep, Devonte Smith, forced to be reckoned with. And it's wild. These Alabama receivers. I mean, Mari Cooper, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. It's getting ridiculous. Jalen Waddle, Jerry mm-hmm. Judy. There's a lot of them. You know, there'll be another in line next year. I just want to see Georgia and Alabama play one more time. <laughs> I know. That would be the matchup everybody would Just want one to more see. time. Everybody knows they don't want to watch Florida. And, and, oh, uh, it's, it's like, you know how I feel about it. It's like when you, when you lose and then you know that, like, now you know better. You know, now you know you, you improve on something, so you want to play again. It's like, wow, we lost. Okay, Alabama, you beat us. But we got this guy, and we want to play again. Mm-hmm. What, what do you say? Double or nothing, you know? That's yeah. how I feel about it. Exactly. You know? I feel the same it's way. I, but, anyway. Yeah, I feel the same way. That He should have came in that game. I don't know, I don't know how he comes in the next week. But So, mm-hmm. actually, the Pac-12 championship is Friday. USC is undefeated, 5-0. and I've read about something earlier. It said USC with COVID had to get – had the luckiest – like schedule change of all time. USC this year was going to have to play Alabama, Notre Dame, and Oregon. They didn't have to play any of those teams with COVID. But now, and they weren't going to have to play Oregon at all. Oregon's now in the Pac-12 championship after Washington had COVID restrictions. 
This game's always on Friday night. I don't I don't really know. I don't people don't really watch the Pac-12 for good reason cuz it's not that entertaining of football. But I would assume from what I've seen out of Oregon they're not going to beat USC. I think USC is just going to win and a lot of people were trying to ESPN was trying to make noise for USC cuz ESPN's all about the the big brand names and trying to make it like I saw I saw something that said USC had like a 38% chance to make the playoff. I was like no, more like a 0.38% chance to make the playoff. But I guess USC is going to beat or Oregon this week and then they'll play in whatever bowl game, I guess. You know, I wish I had talked to you about this on the phone before we got this thing going. I just want kind of want to know your take on the Pac-12. I mean, I think it's a mess out there. And I got a question for you, Gary. And I, I just I just saw it when I was looking at the rankings. Why is USC not ranked in the top eight? You know, if they're five and oh, just like Ohio State. I know. That's that's a I guess because they haven't proven themselves the previous year, like you know, they're they're undefeated in the conference. Like they have just as much of argument as Ohio State does, if I'm you know, not mistaken. They probably have played more winning teams. I mean, look at the teams that Ohio State has played. Yeah. Anyways, we're on no, to I, I, uh, first of all, the playoff have the playoff committee has always proved that they do not like the Pac-12. Like they don't respect the Pac-12. They don't care about the Pac. I think that kind of puts into it. Also, I think the playoff committee is just like punishing the Pac-12 for starting so late and only having six games. It's because Ohio State came into the year so heavily like thought of and like a lot of expectations with them. And it's kind of like, honestly, USC is kind of getting the same treatment as like a, a Coastal Carolina, you know what I mean? In a way, like they're just like, we um, don't respect what you're doing. But they see Justin Fields, the, but they see Justin Fields and all those, all that talent out there in Ohio State. And they're like, oh, that's, you know, we already thought they were going to be there. So we're just going to go ahead and put them there. But going back to the game, I mean, I think USC will win. I, I didn't like what I saw out of Oregon. I remember watching the Oregon, Oregon State game. I'm trying to think I've seen one other Oregon game this year, but. Off those two games that I watched, I wasn't very impressed. And um, it's kind of wild to believe that, you know, 2020, that's the type of year it is, a team like Oregon is uh, playing in the conference championship game. But like I said, if they had been able to play a full schedule, you know, would they have still been there? Who knows? So now there's the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma, Iowa State. I don't know. I, Iowa State beat them earlier this year, so they already got the head-to-head on them. But I think I don't know. I don't see that happening again. I don't. I don't see Oklahoma folding to Iowa State twice in the same season. I know Oklahoma started the year like one and two, and they've won six straight since. They got their way back to the Big Twelve championship, and they're sitting at ten. And you know, it's just it's Oklahoma at the end of the year. I don't think, you know, I guess I guess you got to respect Iowa State in a, a sense because they're sitting at six, but I really don't. I don't think they should be sitting at six. I honestly, you could I, you could switch, like, Iowa State with, like, Coastal Carolina. I wouldn't even be mad about it. And I think Oklahoma is going to just wipe the floor with Iowa State. I think Iowa State's getting too much love. I would completely agree. Who are you taking in this one? I'm taking Oklahoma. I, I think Oklahoma wins. I think Oklahoma puts up a ton of points. I think – you know, both these teams, uh, both these teams didn't play last week, so they both got some rest. But I don't, I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong about Iowa State. I know Iowa State's got really good running back, and they play, you know, they play tough football. But I think Oklahoma at this point, they're rolling, dude. They're going to score. I mean, they they're going to come in there and they they own the Big Twelve championship. 
They win it every year. I don't think this year is going to be any different. They've already lost to Iowa State uh, once. They're not going to lose to them twice. Yeah, I would agree. Clemson, Notre Dame. Mm. Clemson, mm-hmm. Notre Dame. This is the topic. So, obviously, everybody remembers that game in South Bend when, honestly, Clemson should have won with their backup quarterback, but they screwed up at the end of the game, ran out of bounds, something like that. It was something like that. They ran out of bounds or did something to help the clock stop, and then Notre Dame got the ball back, had a crazy deep pass, tied the game back up, and then in overtime, Notre Dame was able to win. And, honestly, I think Notre Dame celebrated a little too hard knowing that they were playing the backup quarterback with Trevor Lawrence somehow not able to play but able to stand on the sideline with a mask on. I don't understand that either. But Trevor Lawrence is back for this game. Both these teams uh, got buys last week. I think Clemson – I mean, the spread's at 10.5. I think Clemson wins by at least 14. I think – I don't think Trevor Lawrence is, and Dabo are messing around. I don't – I mean, Notre Dame, I think they're better than they've – you know, I think I respect them a little more than I have in the past because I usually never respect them. And I don't think they'll get blown out of the water here, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're going to be able to win the game at all. You know, I feel like we've seen this movie plenty of times, where um, you know Clemson's heading into an ACC championship game, and everybody kind of wants to talk about it. And you know, oh, Miami will be this this year. Oh, Carolina. You know, wh- whoever they say is going to give Clemson a chance. I think this is when Clemson does what they've done in the past, and they just absolutely punch their ticket you know there's different mm-hmm. ways to punch your ticket there's to kind of barely get that that whole press through and then you just come up and just clamp down and press your ticket as hard as you can that's what they're going to do right here you know I expect to get big game out of uh, Trevor Lawrence and um, I, I agree with you on the Notre Dame fact you know I'm one of the first to tell you no I don't want Notre Dame I don't I'm not a fan you know Notre Lame mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I just I do think they're better this year, but um, I think it's going to be tricky if Clemson wins and it's a close one. Does Notre Dame still get in? I, I I don't think for me the what I'm thinking going into the game is that Notre Dame is going to win. I'm just kind of thinking when Clemson does win, does Notre Dame still have an argument? You know, I think Notre Dame definitely has an argument over Ohio State. Look at yeah. me games that they've played. They've played yeah, twice their schedule. It's like I said. I think I think it's just all so, going to play out. I think it's all going to play out very easily i think it's all just gonna bend it like we're about we'll talk about the big 10 championship in a second but i think it's just all gonna play out like super easy and like it's just gonna be those four teams that are sitting there right now are gonna be the four clemson's gonna win by like two touchdowns but everybody's gonna remember every win notre dame's got they already beat them they beat them once yeah without trevor lawrence but they still beat them they still won every game on their schedule i don't i don't see a scenario other than yeah if clemson you know stomps the floor with them like just goes out there, beats them by, like, 28 points or something like that, then maybe you're sitting there like, oh, because then that loss would kind of be even to, like, A&M's loss to Alabama. If Iowa State somehow wins, which I don't see happening, you know, then then you're thinking. But I'm, I don't think Notre Dame's going to get as when Clemson and Notre Dame played back in the playoff, like, two years ago and Clemson wiped the floor with them. I think it's going to be, like, more close. Clemson, Notre Dame's played in the ACC this year. The ACC honestly hasn't been that bad this year, you know, with Miami and North Carolina and – all that. So, I mean, they've played in a competitive league and, you know, this is the first time they've played for a conference championship and who knows how long, maybe ever. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to keep it close enough where, yeah, they'll be sitting there. I think they'll go to four. I think Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten championship, jump to three, and we're going to see Alabama versus Notre Dame, and then we're going to see Clemson versus Ohio State. 
Is it cool if I change up the, the subject real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Time after time after time, trying to find the percent chances of Georgia getting in. I've Googled it. I've gone on Twitter and searched it. I can't find it anywhere. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty upset about it. Um, I think, and I'm sorry that I had to do this. I know where we're going with this conversation. This is all I can think about. Let, let, can we look at it like this? If Alabama comes out and wipes the floor with Florida, right? Yep. Northwestern beats Ohio State. If Northwestern beats Ohio State, Ohio State's not getting in, right? Yeah, no shot. And somebody's got to win out of the Clemson-Notre Dame game. Now, let's say that Alabama wins, Clemson wins, Ohio State loses, Iowa State loses, Florida gets throttled. Who's next in line? Oh, and by the way, Texas A&M has to lose against Tennessee this weekend. Well, there we go. That Then we come know. On. <laughs> come on. Come on now. Come on. These things can happen. These things they, can happen. They could happen. And a game against Vanderbilt this week would have been a nice little help too. But yeah, You know what? I got to say one more thing. Vanderbilt, shame on you. Shame on you. You made it all about you this year. Yeah. yeah I'm congrats about your kicker. Well, you know, you did, you think you did about a great kicker, thing. Let me talk about that Come kicker on. for a second before you go on. You know that kicker, she – so the first game, obviously, there was no chance to kick the ball except for that kickoff. Did you know that they she kicked two extra points in that game they played this past week, but they had somebody else kicking the field goals? I did not know that. Yeah, they had some, They had another dude kick two field goals. You played yourself. You went 0-9. You try to make it all about yourself. You can handle all this Twitter and Instagram and Facebook love and all this hype and all this media coverage, but you can't figure out the COVID situation. How is everybody else, all these other football teams, how are they figuring out COVID? Well, how, you how have you can't played Saturday? It you're supposed to be one of the smartest schools in the SEC. Yeah. How have you played – How did? okay, so how do you go from – Two weeks ago, you don't have enough players to play. You got COVID problems. And then this week, you're able to play against – I think they play Tennessee. But then all of a sudden, two days later, no. And now, now, now we're sick again. How does that happen? It's obviously a cop-out. You're sitting at 0-9, and you're done with – you don't want to play anymore. And honestly – and there's – you know, it's not like anyone can call you out about it because then you get COVID chained, just like Michigan with Ohio State yeah. and all that. So, oh, dude, I, I was about to say that this is exactly what it feels like the Michigan Ohio State. But I don't think if Michigan played the Ohio State game, that would have made a difference either. I don't think that, you know, Ohio State beating Michigan like they do every year would have changed anything. Maybe that, but that, there was that rule from record 11. Who's played the most games in college football? I don't know. Coastal Carolina's played 11, they're 11 and 0. Okay, Clemson, so 10. Yeah. So well, the ACC was supposed to play games. eleven games, but Clemson and Notre Dame both had their games canceled last week in preparation for this game. Coastal Carolina has played two point something, two point two times more games, double more than double the games of Ohio State, USC, and you got to go back. I know I'm beating a dead horse. You got to blame the conference. The conferences, but I think the conferences honestly has a lot to do with why these teams in these conferences are good. I think the SEC has done a great job promoting football the way that it has. And look at what it's done. It's built Bama, 
Bama built itself. All these schools built themselves, but it's helped along the way. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten hurt themselves this year. It was ugly. Th- those moves were horrific, and you can't. I mean, you they they canceled a season, so then the Pac-12 follows hmm. away. Let's just forget about the Pac-12. They really, they really don't matter. They would. I don't think they would have mattered anyway. But the Big Ten cancels the season. I hope, and then the Pac-12 follows their lead. So then the Big Ten's thinking that everyone's just going to follow their lead, that everyone's going to like, oh, the SEC, the ACC, everybody's going to cancel their season. And all of a sudden, the Big 12 and the ACC and SEC are like, nope, we're not going to cancel just because you're canceling. We're going to play football. There's a, you know, We want to make the playoff. We want to do this. We want to do that. Then it came to it. So then they came out with this rule that you got they were going to play eight games. You had – and they were going to have no bye week, so they had no, like, you know, room. And then there was going to be – you had to play six games to make your conference championship. Well, then, you know, Wisconsin starts out 1-0, but then they can't play. So, then, like, they have, like, three of the next four games canceled. So, then they're automatically out. They don't bat an eye. But then all of a sudden, Ohio State gets in a little bit of trouble. And boom. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, nope. You can play. You can only play five games. Still made a conference championship. So really, the Big Ten screwed Indiana because Indiana, even though they lost to Ohio State, would have had more wins because they've played their schedule. They would have been playing in the Big Twelve champion or Big Ten championship. Yeah. Twenty twenty, man. In baseball, a uh, a term for this it's called a makeup call. It's when an umpire gets a call wrong and he knows he got it wrong, and then he makes another call. Let's say an umpire makes a bad call in the field or he knows there was a bad call. The next time he gets a close ball or strike, he may make up for that call by calling it a strike when really it was a ball. That's what that's exactly what's going on here with the Big Ten. They made a, a terrible decision um, along with the Pac-12, and it's hurt the Big Ten. The 21-day quarantine period hurt the Big Ten. Protocols and decisions have hurt the Big Ten. And uh, then – they had hurt the Big Ten, and so their makeup call – I mean, they had hurt Ohio State, and their makeup call to Ohio State was, here, we'll do this. We, we know that, you know, we kind of we, – we're, we're the reason, so here, let us help you out. I think that's what happened. We're the reason you're in this predicament. Let us help you out. That's all there is to say about that. Yeah. It's an unfair – yeah. Tiny it, it, that is what it is, but they, they didn't treat the other teams like that, and it's obvious favoritism. Even though, you know, who knows? But, I mean, remember, like, before they canceled the season, like, they came out with a schedule. They came out with, like, a 10-game schedule probably about, like, a week before they canceled their season. They should have just ran with that. Like, I don't – bad leadership. Just some bad leadership out there in the Big Ten. Thinking thinking with their feelings, not with facts. Here we are. No one thought we were going to make it this far. No one thought the MLB was going to make it. I remember back when the Marlins had their huge outbreak. I remember when people were like, no way, we're going to have football this year. And here we are. We've made it. These guys have been disciplined. You know, uh, special shout out to all the nurses and doctors and everyone who runs tests on these guys daily. It was a little premature and it hurt them. And now it's hurting college football because there's going to be arguments for the rest of the year between SEC fans or really any fan and an Ohio State fan saying like, you know, especially if they get exposed. If they win in the, the playoff, then they'll they'll have an argument. But if they get exposed, it's going to hurt college football. And it's really going to hurt, like, credit of these people making these decisions. Like, 
Somebody's mm-hmm. probably going to be like, hey, like, who are these people? Who are these people that keep putting Oklahoma in? Who are these people that who are these people that are putting Ohio State in and then getting exposed whenever I said it was going to happen? Yeah, exactly. It kind of makes you miss the BCS in a way. And I hated the BCS. I thought, I thought, was, man, it's stupid that like a third of our rankings are made out of computers. But man, I feel like the computers are smarter than these people sometimes. I mean, it's either, it's, you got, there's, there's obviously got to be a thing like Kirk Herbstreet this morning was talking about like how awful like the postseason format was in college football. And he was like, I can tell you already next year, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. I can tell you a year after that, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Tell you after that, Alabama. I mean, that's just how it's always going to be in this four-team format. So you're basically saying, and especially in this year when you know teams are playing different amounts of games, teams are you know teams are handling COVID a lot better than others, and they're not really getting rewarded for it. That you're basically saying, no, it does not matter what you do on the field. What what matters is what we think, and that's and that's it. You know, and you're basically saying that your season does not matter from when it starts to when it finishes. Because there are teams that have been playing sets since September. Week in, week out, have played every single one of their games. And then there's teams like Ohio State who have missed three of their games, were by the rules set out by the Big Ten before the season started, not even eligible to play for their championship game. But the playoff committee already had them at four. The Big Ten didn't want to take a chance. They needed, they want to put them in there. They need the money, blah, 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 blah. But there, there's something wrong with the Big Ten, obviously. We've talked about that. But then there's something wrong with this playoff committee because you've got to expand it. Because if you're just going to keep sitting at four teams, it's like Curry Curb Street said. I mean, you're, you're gonna, we're going to be looking at the same four teams year in and year out. And you're basically just, I mean, you're giving no opportunity to any other program or a group of five team like a Cincinnati or, Coastal Carolina, who have, you know, done everything they can, won every single one of their games, you know, played who they were supposed to play, you know, like BYU and even BYU. I know they lost to Coastal Carolina. I wasn't big on them anyway. But, I mean, they they had to make their schedule from scratch. But apparently that doesn't matter. And that's a problem. That's a big problem in college football. A big believer in, you know, taking a game off of a uh, schedule and adding eight teams into the playoffs. Um, exactly. I'm a big believer in, you know, in the NFL, having the two worst teams play a game at the end of the year to see who gets the number one draft pick. You know, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want your team to, to do that? It, it's such a shame when you see teams who are really like catch a stride towards the end of the year. And here I am, you know, old, old Georgia home are bringing it up again. But you see teams catching stride toward the end of the year, then it's cut short because Vanderbilt can't handle COVID, but they can, you know, have all this stuff going on about this girl that's kicking. I wouldn't even have anything to say about the girl kicking, except you guys can't give us another game. Like if, if we could really like stride for four games in a row, I think there should be an 18 playoff. I mean, we'd be in the 18 playoff if we we're talking about it right now. I don't know. This year has just been – it's been tricky, and uh, I guess it'll all work out. All the folks working um, to help this season, you know, happen. Um, it sure did make this time of year a lot better. Uh, having something to do on Monday nights. Um, shout out to having football on multiple nights of the week. That's, that's, the, way, that's the way it should be. Um, Monday night, Monday night football, you know, Tuesday night. 
I'm not a big fan of the the show. It's just going to send me my rankings on my phone. So I don't really care to watch the show, like dramatize something we all know is going to happen. Um, and then, you know, Wednesday night, that was kind of cool being able to see some NFL games on a Wednesday night this year. Thursday night, Thursday night football is not great. Friday, I love when the uh, the NCAA Division One football plays on Friday. Big fan of that. Love being able to watch that, get ready for the weekend. Um, and then, you know, Saturdays and Sundays. Ohio State, Northwestern. Ohio State. Tennessee, Texas A&M. Texas A&M at Tennessee. Tech, I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Tennessee, but probably Texas A&M. I'm gonna did you go. see? Did you see what happened last week with LSU Florida? If we were having the same conversation, everybody'd been like Florida, Florida, except me. I was like, this LSU team is not to be played with, and this Florida team is. So I upset alert right there. I'm calling it. It's a noon game. It's in Neyland Stadium. They're gonna have it packed out. If they can do 20 percent of the capacity, it's one of the largest stadiums. So that means that that number just keeps going up. I bet it's the last game of the year. People may sneak in. I think Tennessee just pulls off a scary one. Uh, down goes Texas A&M. We got the Sun Belt Conference Championship with number 19 ranked Louisiana versus number 12 Coastal Carolina. I'm taking Coastal. I'm a big Coastal guy. I took Coastal when they played BYU. I'm big Coastal. You're big on Coastal. Yeah, I'm big on the Shatnians. Huh? Where's that game played? Conway Brooks Stadium, Stadium South Conway, South Carolina. So I guess in Coastal Carolina's stadium. And then just for uh for kicks and gigs, Mountain West Championship, Boise State, San Jose State. San Jose State's undefeated. I'm taking Boise State. I don't I I would never go against Boise State. You know what? I was about to say San Jose State just <laughs> to be fun, but you're right, Boise State. I mean, they're yeah. always just like Blue collar, sneaky. Don't you don't you count us out? We'll figure it out. They've got that kind of that kind of reputation. I'm gonna have to go Boise State too. And then the American Athletic Conference Championship game, Tulsa at Cincinnati. I don't know. Cincinnati has not played in like three weeks, so I don't know if that helps or hurts them. What do you think? Definitely hurts. I if I'm on the playoff committee, and I want to pick the best football, I'm picking the teams that are the hottest at the time. I mean. I think I think a big thing that they should look at is streaks. If you have a winning streak going into the playoffs, you should be a team that is highly considered. If you have a loss heading into the playoff, it should be a lot harder for you to get in. Yeah. Would you agree that Georgia has a better chance of getting into the playoff than Florida? I mean, considering yes, Alabama. Yes, granted, they get to play the game against Alabama, but Georgia doesn't have to play that game. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, I look forward to coming back and listening to this um, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, seeing yep. seeing if I got them all right. All right. If I got them all right, man, you owe me a beer. Okay, that's fine. Maybe a White Claw. All right. <laughs> all right, well, thank you. Yep, shout out 2020. Thanks for joining the Deep Shot Podcast, Trey. I'll see you later. Thank you for having me on, Gary. Parker Mackey is with me today. We're going to talk some NFL. Now, me and Parker have watched a lot of NFL together this season in 2020, and we have had a lot of discussions, a lot of FaceTime calls. Um, we both agree that the NFC is not really relevant this year in the NFL 
what we're going to go through today is we're going to we're going to talk about this AFC playoff picture because it's still pretty wide open. And there is a lot of scenarios that can go down two through eight. Still kind of, you know, you don't know how it's going to go. Maybe even one. You know, you never know if Kansas City is going to slip up. But, Parker, let's get into it. One through eight. Let's go down through the one through eight seeds right now. Let's go. One is Kansas City. Two is your Steelers. Three is Buffalo. Four is Tennessee. Cleveland's at five. Indianapolis at six. Miami at seven. Baltimore's at eight. Now, four through six are all nine and four. Your Steelers have – and your Steelers are going to be playing the number six seed Colts soon. So there's a lot of potential shakeup here. All right, let's start, let's start with your Steelers because the Chiefs, I don't go Saints, Falcons, Chargers. I would assume they're going to win all three of those games and we could just kind of put them into one seed. But your Steelers, they've got the Bengals this Monday night. They're finally going to get some rest. They get some rest. They get a week and a day rest after this Sunday. But then they play the Colts and the Browns. They, they, play, the five, they, play, they play the five and the six seed right there. How are you feeling? I feel good about the Steelers making the playoffs and winning the division solely because all we have to do is beat the Bengals to win the division. So I think it's going to be between us being the two seed or us being the three seed between us and the Bills because if we don't win against Indianapolis or Cleveland, Buffalo is probably going to win out with the rest of their record being pretty soft. So they'll win out, and if we don't win out, then we'll be the three seed. Because we'll lose a tiebreaker because we play them heads up. Let, let's think about this scenario. You could could you be a four seed? I mean, if you think about it, because let's let's say you lost to the Titans or no, not the Colts and the Browns. So you're sitting at twelve and four. Mm-hmm. Colts go Texans, Steelers. So they could finish twelve and four. I don't know the tiebreaker between them and Tennessee. If Tennessee Tennessee has to play They'll the be. Packers next week, they play Lions, Packers, Texans. So. That could be a loss for Tennessee being 11 and five. Indianapolis could be 12 and four with a win over Pittsburgh. Do you fear that you could end up as a four seed? Possibly, but also I think that I'm not really that worried. I'm worried about the Cleveland Browns game, but I'm not worried about the Cleveland Browns game just because Ben Roethlisberger just doesn't lose to the Cleveland Browns. He's done it like he's lost like once in his career against the Cleveland Browns, and he's at home, so. I think our wide receiver is going to get something right. Deontay Johnson needs to get his head out of his ass for sure. He can't catch the ball, and if he can't catch the ball, we're not going to win games. So, but I'm not. I think we can beat the Browns, the Colts. I haven't really watched too much Colts football this year, so I can't really say how good they are. I know they have a good defense, and T.Y. Hilton has been playing good. Mm-hmm. But and that's and but we're getting Joe Hayden back next week also, so that's also a plus to our defense. Do you think you guys are better at playing at one o'clock than past one o'clock? Yeah. Yes. I think you're. I think you're. Yeah. I agree. I think you're way better at playing at one o'clock. I think the nighttime games get to you guys. I don't think you're built for nighttime. I really hated the um, the one o'clock schedule during the regular season, but we won all those games, and now we're playing these late games and we're losing them. So I mean, yeah. on to something. Also, struggle. Okay. Another thing is we don't run – we're 32nd in the NFL in play action passes. So if it looks like we're going to run the ball, we're going to run the ball. We can't. Yeah, do you guys even run – like I don't think – I don't know this, but do you guys ever run out of the shotgun? Uh, yeah, sometimes we do five wide out the, out the shotgun. 
I'm pretty sure. But like I'm talking about like you run the ball out of the shot. Uh, like occasionally maybe like a, a <laughs> yeah. draw, maybe yeah. nothing, nothing other than that. So the Steelers, I mean, we won't leave them. There's still a lot of talk. All right, but then the three seed is the Bills. Now, where we get into that is they still have not clinched their division because the Dolphins are eight and five, and the Bills and Dolphins are going to play again. All right, and the Bills go Broncos, Patriots, Dolphins, but at Patriots, 8-15 ESPN, Monday Night Football, do you think – do you, what do you think about the Bills? Do you think they're going to finish 13-3? and three? you think they're going to wipe this out? Because then let's look at the Dolphins' schedule. They got Patriots, at Raiders, and then obviously the Bills game. Let's say the Bills beat the Broncos, lose to the Patriots, because that could just so – I could so see that happening. Mm. And then the Dolphins – but the Dolphins beat the Patriots because they always beat them in Miami, and that's where this week is. And then they beat the Raiders – and then we have a, a Bills Dolphins Week 17 AFC East Championship match. Do you think that you think that's going to happen, or do you think the Bills are going to the Bills are going to finish it out before that? I think the Bills are playing good football right now, and I mean I don't know if two can get it done against the Bills. Either way, I think the Bills probably are going to win out. I don't know about the whole Patriots thing, but like I understand that Bill Belichick owns the Bills and owns that division, but Cam Newton is is not it, and they're they're just not a good team this year. They're old. I don't think the Patriots are gonna be beat anyone, or really. I don't think they're yeah. in contention for anything. They're still not technically eliminated, but I don't think they're worth the conversation. Yeah, but I think I think the Patriots have another win. I think they do. I think they got another win. I think I was real pissed about played the Rams you know, on Thursday night and they got fucking torched. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, that's just that's just a possibility up there. We could end up with the AFC champ AFC East championship in week seventeen. I and think that can shake things up. Because then the Dolphins could be sitting at like three seed. What about the Browns? All right. So the Browns, they got the Giants this Sunday and then the Jets next Sunday. Then you got so I'm not quite sure if Daniel Jones is healthy or not. He was hurt a little bit last week. So I think, I mean, if they if they, if they have Daniel Jones, if he's not 100%, I mean, I think that Cleveland will beat the Giants. And obviously they're going to beat the Jets. Everyone beats the Jets. Mm-hmm. And then the Steelers. That could be, I mean, I, as I told you earlier, I'm pretty confident about that. But... It could be something crazy. Cat. It could be wild. It could be a wild game. They are a good offense. Their defense hasn't been didn't look very good against Baltimore, but also they have Lamar Jackson on Baltimore, so that's a different story. So, okay, I think Baltimore. I think they'll stay second in the AFC. Well, well you said Baltimore. Baltimore's got the easiest schedule out of anybody I'm looking at out of these first eight teams. Okay, but they're sitting at eight right now. They're not in the playoffs. The Dolphins have a tiebreaker over them. Do you think Baltimore is going to get into the playoffs with, like, the Bills and the Dolphins having to play each other and the Steelers or the Colts having to play the Steelers and all that? Do you think Baltimore is going to sneak their way back in? Well, I think Baltimore could because, as you said, you said that you think – or I said that the Bills are going to beat the Dolphins. And I'm not too sure about – 
the Patriots losing to the Dolphins. I don't, I just, I'm not that, I'm not that trustworthy into it late in the season. Mm-hmm. I think he was better at the beginning when he first started, but uh, I think the so you, Ravens will sneak in as a wild card. So you think the Dolphins might lose to the Patriots this weekend? Yes. I don't know, dude. It's in Miami. Yeah, but <laughs> you said the Patriots just got smoked, so I don't think Bill Belichick is going to play two fucking terrible games in a row. That's true. The Dolphins have the hardest schedule out of anybody left with this. They got Patriots, Raiders, and Bills, and the Raiders is at the Raiders. I think it's a Saturday night game, what that looks like. You know, and the Raiders technically aren't eliminated either. Really, the, the Raiders and the Patriots are still technically in this, but I don't really see either of them if they, getting in there. If either of them make the playoffs, I think they're going to be one and done, probably. Yeah. I don't know who they play. Unless they're playing ridiculous football. Like I said, top seven right now. Chiefs, Steelers, Bills, Titans, Browns, Colts, Dolphins. And the Ravens are on the outside. Do you think what do you think that top seven is gonna be the same whether it gets a little mismatch in the order, or do you think one of them's gonna fall out? And who do you think the Ravens? You think the Ravens are gonna take the Dolphins spot? Um, who who are the last three games of it? Yeah, I think I think if the Ravens make it, I think they're gonna take the Dolphins spot because the Colts only have to play the Texans, Steelers, and Jaguars, so they'll probably. They'll definitely beat the Texans and the Jaguars. The Steelers probably could be a good game between us two. Hopefully we win, but I think I think they'll take the Dolphins spot. Yes. So let's say we get to the playoffs. Let's say we get to the playoffs. Let's go with what we let's go with this. We'll go Kansas City one. We'll say we'll say Pittsburgh. We'll say the Bills are two. We'll say yeah. the Bills are two. Put Buffalo two because I think they're gonna win out there. Because the rest of they year. got the win over Pittsburgh, so they'll probably end up being two. And I would assume they're going to – they look good. They have a pretty – I mean, we think they're going to beat the Dolphins. We think the Dolphins are out. All right, so we'll go Kansas City 1, Buffalo 2. Steelers 3. We'll go Steelers 3. Because we had the, the tiebreaker over Tennessee. And if even if you lost to the Colts, you would still only have three losses. All right, so we'll go Steelers 3. And then we'll, okay, then we'll assume you beat the Browns. So we'll go Steelers 3, Titans – We'll we'll go Titans four. Four. Browns. Well, they would be eleven. We'll go okay. Browns, Colts five or six, and then Ravens seven. Yes. Okay. So let's 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 assume this. Let's go. Okay. So the two seed would be the Chiefs would have a bye. So mm-hmm. we'll have the Bills playing. The two and seven would play. I would assume. So two would be the Bills. Seven Ravens. Ravens. Bills beat Ravens. Bills beat the Ravens? Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. That would be a hell of a game. I think that would be a really good game. I think it depends on how Lamar Jackson is feeling. I think if Lamar Jackson is feeling 100%, I think the Ravens might have a chance. If they have their running backs, if if all the running backs are finally healthy, not on the COVID-19 list, I think they could have a good chance because they do have a good defense. Their defense is not bad. and Their defense is definitely better than Buffalo's defense. Their secondary right. got hurt a lot this week, though, so. Yeah, no, the, but that Monday night game, that was just a lot. That was a lot to handle. I don't think yes. any defense I, was I think if at all. they come out and play like they did on Monday, though, like the same intensity and everything against the Buffalo Bills, I think they have a shot of beating the Buffalo Bills. But nice. I, will say, I will say I do think Buffalo is going to win the game, though. 
I don't know. That would that would be tough. I don't even know how to pick that. I can't pick that right now. I couldn't pick that. Depend, it, I've got to see the Ravens play these last three weeks, even though they're playing the easiest schedule out of everybody. I got to see what they do. I got to see how they look. You don't, and you, you got you don't know the last three weeks are gonna pan into that. So then what? So we would have Steelers. So, I think. Steel, let's say okay. Let's okay. So let, this looks like Steelers Browns. So you would play like back to back weeks. Which would be wild. Um, <laughs> back-to-back weeks. Cleveland's got to fly back from Pittsburgh. Or from Pittsburgh back to Cleveland and back to Pittsburgh. It's hard to beat a team twice. It's hard to beat them more three times. Yeah, I say, it's hard to beat a team three times. <laughs> like, I know I said, like I said, Ben Roethlisberger like, owns the Browns. But like you said, three times is a lot of times in one season to play a team. I don't know. I think that would be a... I think that'd be a wild game. I don't. I don't want to pick that game really right now either. Yeah, I would like that, to. I would like to the, play the next few weeks because that I mean they've been playing like garbage. So. And then okay, so then four or five would be Titans Colts. That'd be the third time they play. It'd be the the fucking what's it called when? What what kind of match would that be called? The tiebreaker. Yeah, the tiebreaker. But there's like a cool name for it. I just can't think of it right now. Grudge <laughs> match or something like that. Titans, Colts. I think the Titans would smack the Colts again. Yeah, I think Derrick Henry is unstoppable. Almost I think The Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, they'll play the four and five. One of the four and five seed. Oh, so that's how it is. Yeah. Okay. So that means they would play the Titans or the Colts. Yes. Which sucks. Which sucks because I was really hoping the Titans made another run. To the AFC Championship, but, but still, I mean, they still have to play. They still get to play Kansas City. I mean, yeah, revenge game. I mean, it's just it's about. I think the game is about Derrick Henry. It's all about Derrick Henry. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. The the Ravens just have, or not the Ravens, the Titans. They just have to run the ball. Like if they, but, even if they're down like seven point, even they're down like 10, 14 points, just keep. Running the ball, but you can't forget you can't forget about uh, AJ Brown and Corey Davis either. AJ Brown is but if you run arguably ball, top five you, receiver you, in the league right now. Yeah, but if you succeed running the ball, then the play action opens up. That's why they beat. That's why that's when they're at their best. When Derrick Henry's running for like 150 yards and Tannehill and can just run the play action. AJ Brown like this week against the Jags. I know it's the Jags, but Derrick Henry had 215 yards rushing. So what happened? Tannehill got the third AJ Brown. AJ Brown had seven catches over 100 yards and a touchdown. And it just the offense flows that way. The AFC is definitely it's. I mean, it's just way better than the NFC. It is. It is. And essentially, out of all that, even we just talked about it, and we really didn't talk about the Chiefs. But I, the Chiefs are. Or do you do you think it's a guarantee they're coming out of the AFC? I think they have a good chance of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're just, I mean, they're they're dominant for sure. But if you can pressure them, if you can pressure Patrick Mahomes, then I think that's your that's your only way to beat him is if you can pressure Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to beat him in an offensive battle. You can't do that. You're going to have to play good defense and get him to punt the ball a few times or something. But you're not going to beat him offensively straight up. Do you think your Steelers defense could hold the Chiefs offense to like below? 
if you asked me that like three weeks ago and said yes because we would have had Bud Dupree. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, last week against the Bills, we played Cameron Hayward was destroying the line. Him and I mean him and TJ Walken still get it done. Other outside linebackers hurt. Alex Highsmith, we don't know about him. Um, Joe Hayden's coming back off an of injury. I mean, I don't know. I think if we, I mean, if we play a good game, yes. But if we're if we're not if we're not there 100, percent then no. If we don't have Alex Highsmith at 100, percent then no, because then we're gonna have to play some person that's never played the position before, and it'll be terrible. Would you say two weeks ago that you thought your team was gonna go to the Super Bowl? I wouldn't have said a guarantee, but I would have said it would be. I don't say I would. I don't think I would have said the Chiefs have a like a. I think they have like probably like an eighty percent chance of making the Super Bowl. The Chiefs. I would say that two weeks ago. I would say the Steelers had a. De- if, I would say the Steelers had a probably like a. Fifty-fifty. Would you rate it at fifty-fifty? I was gonna say forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> being the being the Chiefs. If we were healthy and we were catching the football, I mean, we could score. We were when we were playing good. We were scoring 29, 30 points a game. So. Playing that good with a, with the best defense in the league is pretty hard to beat. So we'll see how it unfolds. All right, Parker, that is it for the AFC playoff talk. We've pretty much got Kansas City going, and we've got the Dolphins getting out, and the Ravens getting in, everything else kind of working out that way. All Thanks right. for joining. See you, Gary.